Well, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 26. It's wonderful to be in the Lord's house this morning. Genesis 26, beginning at verse 13. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And they filled them. They had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he called them by the names which his father had called them. The man Isaac, the son of Abraham, the Bible says, as we've just read, that the man began to prosper. Increase in the man's life. And this is the heart of God for all his people. That his people would prosper. That sons and daughters would prosper in the earth. This is the heart of our God. We know the words of the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. This, the heart of God. And if this be his heart, why wouldn't one trust him? And walk in his ways. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The man began to prosper. Now, true prosperity comes from the Lord. Now, prosperity speaks to many things in this life. Occupation. Business. Economics, provisions, relationship, influence, health, forget not spiritual prospering of such importance and how it affects all aspects of life and living. The Lord desires blessing for His people. Listen to the words spoken to Isaac's father Abraham, Genesis 22, verses 17 and 18. Blessing, I will bless you. 
And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. What a promise. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Isaac's father was a righteous man. A man who feared the Lord, a man who walked with the Lord, a man who obeyed the voice of the Lord. This is a fitting pattern for all saints. Perhaps you say today, well, I can carve out my own prosperity in this life. It will never live up to the prosperity the Lord gives. It can't even be compared to the prosperity the Lord gives. Mark 8, 36, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The Wycliffe, for what profiteth it to a man if he win all the world and do impairing to his own soul? The words of the Amplified Bible, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life in the eternal kingdom of God? You know what the Bible says? Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Living Bible, the Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. The blessing of the Lord. You know, blessing apart from the Lord, even if life is pleasant on this side of eternity, when the last grain of sand falls to the bottom of our hourglass, the greatest sorrow will ensue. The NLT reads, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Abraham was a man blessed of God. A man that prospered under the hand of Almighty God. He knew the blessing of the Lord firsthand. And he never forgot. He never forgot the first words of the Lord. Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What words are these? Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to bless. The prosperity of the Lord, that prosperity might flow, that the families of the earth know the blessing of the Lord. Those blessed of the Lord never forget the reason. The Amplified, and I will make of you a great nation, 
and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Receive the word of the Lord today. And I will bless those who bless you, confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed. And by you, they will bless themselves. People of God, we are blessed to be a blessing. That's the heart of the Lord. The heart of our God, the voice Bible reads, I have plans to make a great people from your descendants. And I'm going to put a special blessing on you and cause your reputation to grow so that you will become a blessing and example to others. I will also bless those who bless you and further you in your journey, and I'll trip up those who try to trip you along the way. Through your descendants, all of the families of the earth will find their blessing in you. Those blessed of the Lord never forget the reason. Those blessed of the Lord. Church, never forget the reason why we're blessed. The words of Gary Wilkerson, the problem with some types of teaching about the blessing of God is not the reality that God wants to bless. It's why God wants to bless. Is the blessing of God all for me? Is it to heap those goods, heap these goods upon myself? Is it to create for myself this perfect little cocoon of a world that I've always wanted? You are blessed. From the very beginning of God's covenant of blessing with mankind, you are blessed to be a blessing church. I'll say it again. You are blessed to be a blessing. The days of Abraham had come to a close. His time had passed. We pick up the text in Genesis 25, verses 7 to 11. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. God of generations. Isaac was of godly seed. His father was a righteous man. His father walked with the Lord. His father was a friend of God. One born of righteous seed, his family feared God and obeyed the commandments of the Lord. You know, it's not this way for all. 
in this room, not all were born into a godly home, and not all were raised in a godly home. But the good news of the gospel is this. The good news is if you will surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you will become a son. You will become a daughter of Abraham. And by God's grace, should the Lord tarry, generations shall follow in the way. Remember Zacchaeus? Luke 19, 9 and 10, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Abraham gave up the ghost. It was time for a new generation. It was time for Isaac to live his life under heaven. You know, just because your father's name is Abraham doesn't make you a saint. Just because your father and mother followed the Lord doesn't automatically get you in. Every generation, each person, each successive generation has to choose personal surrender. Every generation must purpose to follow the Lord. Personal walk with the Lord. A personal relationship. Now, there is no doubt that Isaac received by way of inheritance the blessing of the Lord that came to his father. And yet, without personal surrender, a decision and determination to follow the Lord, Isaac would be a lost man. Isaac had to live his own life under heaven. And each new generation... Each one has to live their own life under heaven. Isaac purposed to follow the Lord. I want to remind us today of the reality. Church, faith is only one generation away from extinction. Think about it in a family. Faith is only one generation away from extinction. Families that once walked with the Lord in the past and the next generation fails to walk with the Lord. Faith is only one generation away from extinction. It only takes one generation getting loose with the Lord, loose with His ways and His precepts. It only takes one generation of waywardness, one generation of compromise, one generation of unholy tolerance, one generation of selfishness, 
one generation of hard-heartedness. It only takes one generation of pride. Remember well the words of John Wesley. What one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. He went on and spoke further words. He said, my fear is not that our great movement, known as the Methodists, will eventually cease to exist or one day die from the earth. My fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire, the power, the excitement, the supernatural element that makes us great. Back to Genesis 26. The man began to prosper. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Each generation must be willing and ready to dig. The plot of the enemy, the ploy of the enemy, is that when one generation passes, the wells get filled up with earth. The plot and the ploy the enemy of our souls. Each generation must be willing and ready to dig. We know it's true that the enemy would move fast to stop up the wells, that the water be stopped, the flow. And should the wells be filled with earth, a new generation must dig. Dig again the wells of water dug in the days of the Father. Take the earth out of the wells. Unearth the wells. That which the enemy has filled them with and stopped them up with. Can we hear the Spirit of the Lord today? The New King James Version. Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father called them. Isaac dug the same wells. He dug again the same wells, and the Bible says that he called them by the same names which his father had called them. Proverbs 22 
Verse 28, remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. It's a warning. It's wise counsel. Proverbs 23.10, remove not the old landmark and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. Jeremiah 6.16, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Every generation has a choice. Will you be like Isaac? Will you dig again the wells of water dug in the days of your father Abraham? Will you clear them of earth? Call them by the same names. Every generation must be willing and ready to dig. It's a sober reminder today that faith is only one generation away from extinction in our family line. We all must understand this. Every generation has new wells to dig. New wells require effort. You ever dug a hole in the ground? Try digging a well. New wells require effort, require work. It takes commitment, it takes resolve. New wells require faith, faith in action. Genesis 26, 19 and 20. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Asak, because they strove with him. The margin of the King James Version Bible says living water. A striving and a quarreling over a well of living water. Asic means contention. And if we can hear the Spirit of the Lord today, when we purpose in our generation, when we purpose as an individual to dig the well of living water, there will be a testing of relationships. When we open up a well of living water, we may encounter strife, even jealousy, even envy. Jealousy has desire in it. Envy has destruction in it. 
contention with those around us that have no heart to dig. They want the water without the effort. And there's this contention. This is real. You know, before this well was even dug, there was a spirit of envy against Isaac. Genesis 26, 12 to 14. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Envy because of the blessing of the Lord upon a man. The blessing of the Lord upon our lives may leave others feeling threatened. Every generation must contend. And every generation must contend for the faith. We read a scripture like Jude, verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. And I wonder, how are we doing with a verse like this? It doesn't say contend when you want to. Contend if you want to. In fact, it uses a word, and the word is earnestly. If you don't know the definition, well, there's a little afternoon homework. Contend earnestly for the faith. And so I judge myself lest I be judged. How's my contending? I don't look at another person because I have to live my life under heaven. Every generation, I can't look to the right or to the left unless I'm comparing myself with someone like the Apostle Paul or, you know, follow me as I follow the Lord. Pattern your life in such a way. But the Bible says contend earnestly. Contend earnestly for the faith because the Lord knows how quickly it can slip. Genesis 26, 21. And they digged another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it Sitna. You know, no one said digging wells was going to be easy. That word means enmity. And if you can receive it today, better enmity between man and man than God and man. 
Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. These wells, contention, enmity. I'd say to all of us today, don't give up digging. Keep digging. Contend. Don't lose heart. Take courage. These are things every generation must overcome. As we purpose to dig, these are the very things we will face. And we have to overcome. Genesis 26, 22. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that, they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Rehoboth means broad places. The Lord would say to us today that if we will dig and press on through contention and enmity, there is a well that awaits, and its very name means broad places. The Lord will make a place for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Press on. Verses 23 to 25, And he went up from thence to Beersheba, And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. And I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he builded an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged the well. Isaac, he faced enemies in his time. Those that were against him. Every generation that purposes to follow the ways of the Lord to walk as he would have them walk on this side of eternity will face enemies. Jealousy, envy, strife, contention, enmity. But by the grace of God, a surrendered, purposed well digger heard the confession of the enemy. Listen to the words, Genesis 26, 28, and they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. Verse 29, Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. Every generation has new wells to dig. Verses 32 and 33, And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Shabbat. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. He gave this well a name. 
and its name means an oath. Seven, the number of perfection. If we purpose to dig the wells of the Lord, He will show Himself strong on our behalf. If we have a heart to dig the wells of the Lord in our generation, in our time, He will show Himself strong on our behalf. He will appear to us. He will bless us. He will multiply us. And here we see the oath of the Lord and the oath of a man. Charles Spurgeon said these words, Do I make the honor of God the great object of my life? If so, He will honor me. When the Lord appeared to Isaac, He said these words, I am the God of Abraham thy father. And now... He was the God of Isaac. He proceeded, he said, fear not, for I am with thee. And if you can receive the word of the Lord today, fear not, for he is with thee. He said, I am with thee, and I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. We serve a God of generations. Each generation must purpose to follow the Lord. Isaac had to carry the weight. There was a great responsibility upon this man's life to not let it die in his generation. Partakers in the promise of Abraham. You know, the blessing of Abraham carries on. How might we respond to such an appearing? Well, I pray we respond like Isaac. The text, and he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there are Isaac's servants digged the well. I want to encourage all of us this morning build an altar, build an altar to the Lord, call upon the name of the Lord. Pitch your tent there and dig a well where the Lord appeared to you. You will find water there. You will find drink not of this world. Drink often where the Lord appeared. Should the Lord tarry, the wells we dig now in our generation are wells the generations to come will drink of. Isaac dug wells of which men have drunk for thousands of years. Let's have the worship team return today. Well diggers. Each and every one of us has that calling upon our lives.
Let the Lord dig in you. The Lord is a well digger. The great well digger. He wants to bless you to be a blessing. The Lord wants to dig in you a well that is nothing short of divine. The words of F.B. Meyer, Go on digging wells. The wells of family prayer, of love for the Bible, of holy exercises and habits, you will find spring water. Genesis 26, 19. That is God's side of your life. You are called to dig wells, but God's Holy Spirit will rise up in your soul and in the souls of others like the geyser springs in Arctic regions, John 4, 14. Let us present to Him ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be the wells and channels along and through which His eternal Godhead and power arising from the fathomless depths of His own nature may reach this thirsty and parched world. God is love. Love is self-giving. But God depends on the cooperation of us, the well diggers, to make outlets for the outflow of His love and goodness. Every generation has a choice to make. Will I cooperate with the Lord? Will I welcome Him and let Him dig wells in me? Will I surrender completely and let Him take control of my life? Choose the prosperity of the Lord. Never forget the reason that you are blessed. Listen, he's a good father. He delights in blessing his children. But we've read the text today and the call of God upon our lives is that we are blessed to be a blessing. Let's never forget that. Purpose to follow the Lord. Mind the faith. Keep the faith. Contend earnestly for the faith. Welcome the Lord today to take a look. Lord, how's my contending? Contend earnestly. Stay willing and ready to dig. Dig new wells for His glory. My prayer is that everyone, every person in this room, would purpose during their days under heaven. To walk with the Lord, to contend earnestly for the faith. It's not only your life on the line, 
the lives of the next generation. Think of your sons and daughters. What greater inheritance, what greater heritage, what greater legacy could you leave them with? That when you pass from this life, when you take up the ghost, when your time is over, when the last grain of sand falls to the bottom of your hourglass, they might say, my father, my mother, a son, a daughter of Abraham. They walked with the Lord. They feared the Lord. They kept His commandments. They contended earnestly for the faith. They weren't wayward. They were open with the Lord. They were those that took the earth out of wells. Those that dug new wells. Lord, I pray for all of us here today. Lord, you know how serious this is. I pray that every single one of us today would understand and feel the weight Feel the weight of the truth that faith is only one generation away from extinction. And Lord, I pray that you would stir our hearts and that we would stir ourselves up in the most holy faith and we would purpose today to contend earnestly for the faith. give you all the glory. We give you all the glory, Lord.